Good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is October 31st, and do you know what today is? It is our 14th anniversary. So this is the 14th anniversary for Bitcoin's white paper. And we're going to discuss that in just a few minutes and why that is so important. Today is a great day, even though I would like to dedicate this show uh, to my God brother who actually uh, passed on Friday, Reverend Kelly D. Taylor. A lot of you may know him from Los Angeles, uh, has been a pastor for over 30 years and just a fabulous person, a fabulous husband, a fabulous dad. And so uh, we know he's in heaven and, and not suffering. So we're in a good place. But on the other hand, we are celebrating 14 years of the announcement of the birth of Bitcoin. And so as we go into this day, there is a lot of Bitcoin news and a lot of things happening in the space. And I always want to make light to the fact that Bitcoin is only 14 years old. And so unlike many of the other financial instruments that have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, Bitcoin is finding its way, I think is doing an absolutely incredible job. And this white paper, which I'm gonna explain to you a little later on in the show, was just an announcement to tell the world what was about to take place and what was transpiring. And so a lot of people say that Bitcoin has two birthdays. They use October 31st as a birthday, but we also use January 3rd as a birthday because that's when the first transaction transaction actually hit the block. And so I decided that instead of giving Bitcoin two birthdays, I would have a birth announcement day. Because, you know, sometimes when people are ready to have a baby, they have a fabulous birth announcement that comes out and it lets you know about the baby shower or whatever is coming, whether it's a boy or girl or whatever the case is. Well, in this case, it's a birth announcement and it was a E cash and electronic cash peer to peer and so we're going to talk about what that is why it's important and if there's any reason for you to be celebrating and i think that there is and so we'll get into that and so what i'm going to do today the quote for the day actually got pulled off social media by me today because I wanted to find something that was befitting about the 14th anniversary of this white paper that had to do with Bitcoin. And so this actual tweet states, today marks the 14th anniversary of Bitcoin. We were the first NGO and that uh, we'll, I'll explain NGO in a second. But we were the first NGO to accept Bitcoin in 2013. To date, 
we've raised 74 Bitcoin and counting. We believe hashtag crypto can be forced, can be a force for good and a financial inclusion. Hashtag Satoshi Nakamoto. And then they gave a link where you could donate Bitcoin specifically to them. And this actually came from Save the Children US. So if you go to at Save the Children, you can see this actual tweet that came out today, which I'm using as a quote. And so uh, I don't want you to go there because we got plenty of children to save right in our neighborhood so if we're going to do some donating uh of bitcoin we definitely need to do it with an organization that is doing some things directly in our community and i'm not saying save the children aren't but i just wanted to share that quote um and it's a great day to really just kind of understand that. And I think the beauty of being in the financial space and talking about both old money and new money every day, we all stand to learn something different. And so as I was reading this actual tweet, which happened to be my quote, I said, well, let me take a deeper look at what an NGO is, because I know some folks are like, well, what is an NGO? An uh, NGO stands for non-government organization. And a lot of us in our community, we file nonprofit organizations and we go ahead and organize and we get we get the benefits of having members and directors and officers and getting federal, local, state, maybe even private funding. Um, and so I wanted to see what uh, makes an NGO different from an NPO, which is a nonprofit organization. And what I found was, was that this organization operates independently from any government. They may receive funding from the government, any government, anywhere in the world. It operates, ladies and gentlemen, without oversight or representation from that government. And there are over 40,000 international NGOs with and with the most of them found in India. And I thought that was really intriguing. And so I just look really quickly to see what types of people can actually file these NGOs. What do you have to be doing to file an NGO? Because I've heard it and I've seen it, but never really paid attention to it till just a little while ago when I was doing my research. And so basically, if you are a bing, if doing any type of bingo, you can file an NGO. Uh, you can do a civil society organization, a donor organized NGO, environmental things. Um, if a government is operating, they can actually operate as an NGO. And again, we can too. I'm just telling you, we got to get up on our game because it looks like we missed out on a couple of things. If you don't have an NGO and you're not doing all the things that these NGO looks like they're able to do we may need to change some stuff up but anyway they can operate quasi anonymous um, they 
can offer technical assistance, which a lot of people in the tech space do. And these are grassroots support organizations that can file to be an NGO and market advocacy organizations. So I found this really intriguing as to why Save the Children would go and be an NGO instead of a regular NPO nonprofit organization like we all have. I know a lot of you that are listening may have a nonprofit organization or be a part of one. And it's just interesting to see uh, what is out there that nobody is really telling us about. And so when we come forward, I know this is a cryptocurrency conversation, so we're going to jump into the white paper when we come forward. But this is really interesting. I may have to pick this up to share with you all some other things I uncovered about NGOs. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve on KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. And I know I was just uh, (laughs) trying to get off the fact that I was researching this NGO because this NGO was talking about how much Bitcoin they've actually collected. And I was doing the numbers on the amount of money that's in those 74 Bitcoin that they've actually raised thus far. So you can do the math, 30,000 or 20,000 right now times uh, that amount of Bitcoin. But I'm looking at this thing and NGOs duties is really what we're all doing right now in our nonprofits. But they just have a wider range of things that they are able to do and I'm just really shocked but basically it says community health and promotion of education environmental issues managing emerging health crises uh, women and children's rights school infrastructure and and construction financial education microloans skill training this is really interesting and so I may have to take another look at filing are changing a nonprofit to an NGO because they look like they get a lot more um, flexibility. I'll just say it that way. And so this is interesting. So we're going to jump into the cryptocurrency conversation because this is our happy white paper day. This is the 14th year again since Bitcoin's white paper was announced. And since Satoshi Nakamoto first sent an email to the cypherpunk mailing list with the subject line, Bitcoin P2P, which stands for peer-to-peer e-cash paper. The email included a link to the white paper, which is a nine-page document. And if you haven't already done so, you can either text me or send me a email and I can send you that nine-page document via PDF. But it is an outline of what will soon become a $1 trillion market. The first sentence in the email has become iconic because the Bitcoin community really hangs on to this particular sentence. Even though other coins have come along and, you know, there's thousands of coins out there, but uh, we hold true to this particular sentence because we want to make sure that we never lose focus of the original 
intention. And so this line says, the first sentence of the email says, I've been working on a new electronic cash system that's fully peer-to-peer with no trusted third party. Now, couple of things with that, I've. So we don't know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. That's their pseudo-anonymous name. He, she, it, they, we have no idea, but they reference themselves saying I've. So, you know, initially we assumed it's one person. But over the past 14 years, Bitcoin, which is right now trading at $20,376, has morphed from a hobbyist pastime into a globally recognized brand. Bitcoin has adopted or been adopted as legal tender in regions of the globe, such as El Salvador, the Central African Republic, and a couple of other places that are quietly implementing Bitcoin. It's used by freedom fighters and campaigners while being a tool for financial emancipation and that's what I'm always talking about financial emancipation and economic empowerment worldwide and so again I do have the Bitcoin white paper if you'd like to get that you can just send me an email to ask Roberts at gmail.com ask Nigel Roberts and I will send that PDF to you or if you text me at 424 424- 317-7373-424-317-7373. I will also text you the PDF so you can read it. I think everybody needs to attempt to read the Bitcoin white paper at least one time. Um, it's, some of it is technical, but a lot of it is very down to earth, and you can actually read it and understand it. So the, spe- the speculative fervor that Bitcoin became known for still actually lingers while Bitcoin's reputation for being a tool of illicit activities clings on. It's holding on strong despite the fact that the United States dollar remains far, 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 far more uh, effective of a tool for for hiding financial activity. I couldn't even get that out because every time I uh, do some research and I read that illicit activity thing, it just drives me nuts because people are doing with dollars unthinkable things and have been forever and it is not traceable. Bitcoin is traceable on the blockchain now and has brought many people to justice for many different things. So make no mistake about it. Um, Bitcoin is just absolutely lingering and getting and building a reputation. So in 2022, Bitcoin has evolved into so much more Ladies and gentlemen, we spoke to some of the OGs of Bitcoin, and we've been doing that for a very long time. People that are enthusiasts and talking to some of the newbies and everybody just says the same thing. In fact, a lot of times when people are trying to educate people on Bitcoin, they tell them to go read the white paper. That's not something that I typically like to tell people because even if you read the white paper and you really don't get it on a down to earth 
uh, conversation, you know, it kind of flies right over your head. And so um, I don't just tell people to go read the white paper. In fact, I don't think I've ever told anybody, just go read the white paper, really try to explain and help them understand why Bitcoin is good for them. Because most people want to know what's in this for me, not what you feel or anything like this. And so um, this white paper is really the beginning, the birth announcement of what was about to take place. And so um, I'm just excited that we have this uh, opportunity to be in a situation where we can see Bitcoin grow, become resilient and effective in this economy that we are in and around the world. And the first 48 hours of the Ukraine war, for example, Ukraine Ukraine government received 7.5 million in Bitcoin. And so uh, this would have never happened if they had to run the Western Union or try to figure out how to go wire money or, you know, go through the SWIFT system or anything like that. And so the the bit, the uses of Bitcoin has just been incredible. And I think a lot of people discount how phenomenal this technology is. But again, this white paper came out and explained what it is, what it's supposed to do and how many times it's going to do a thing all the way up into the time the last piece of bitcoin the last satoshi is actually mine so the speed at which bitcoin hit the government wallet um wasn't actually inspired the united nations international computing center to actually take cryptocurrency donations seriously because before then the director shane marchand was actually not interested in Bitcoin at all. But if you look at an interview in the World Economic Forum over in Davos, that's when they got an epiphany at the UNICC, which stands for United Nations International Computing Center. This is when they got a glimpse of how incredible Bitcoin could be. USD, British pounds, euros, the governments issue monies, which was so slow and hardly, hardly, they got, they didn't get to Ukraine in time for the initial uh, things that needed to take place. And so Ukraine was actually able to use Bitcoin first, and then they got all those other funds as they trickled in from all around the world. And so it's a pretty big deal. So decentralization Centralization and empowerment. I got to slow down today. I'm so excited. I'm just stuttering uh, today. But for Bitcoin, decentralization and empowerment is key. And so Bitcoin mining tools and mining companies, the white paper and the subsequent pseudo anonymous network guarantee a basic level of privacy. Anyone who actually holds Bitcoin has a basic level of uh, privacy. If I give you my Bitcoin wallet address, you can then go 
and look and find out how much Bitcoin is in my wallet. But if I just have a wallet and my name is not attached to it, you can't tell that this is me that's making the transfers. And so that's why we say basic level of privacy, because your privacy is what you make it in this space. Um, and so I am going to just say that because Bitcoin is a permissionless network that anyone can use, it does not discriminate, even for those without an internet connection, thanks to the innovations of mobile network technology. Bitcoin can be sent just like a text message. Bitcoin's mantra of being a freedom technology has bloomed across the 14 year history. During a conference that I, I went to, um, freedom was the central theme. And I've been saying it all the time. It is a passport to freedom. And that's why I'm looking forward to doing some things in 2023 to give everybody a passport to freedom. And so I'm excited about that. Um, there's a couple of, um, uh, people that have actually been talking to families about um, incarceration and exposing military secrets and talking to speakers from different places to shed light on Bitcoin being a tool for financial freedom. Because a lot of times when you're incarcerated, obviously you're not free. When you're in the military, a lot of people unfortunately don't feel like they're free. And uh, there were some speakers from Togo and Lebanon that were just shedding some light on how incredible this financial freedom can be for prisoners as well as individuals that are in the military. And I will tell you that just here recently, I started uh, getting back in tune with my bars to Bitcoin making sure that individuals coming out of incarceration are understanding how money is changing and some of the things that need to transpire in their lives so that they can start to learn and keep themselves abreast of the changes that have come. And you would be really surprised how quick uh, a lot of the, um, I'll say, returning citizens are really trying to get into Bitcoin. And initially, I think it was because of the get rich quick thing. And then they started to learn what the real technology is and what's behind it. And um, this white paper is one of the things that we actually do go over with a lot of the returning citizens. And this white paper, we can always, you know, go back and say, hey, again, 14 years old, this thing called Bitcoin is. And we have to give it some time to mature. And I believe it's going to do that for us. And so when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll continue the conversation about why you should care about the white paper. And we will also take a look at some of the things that are happening in the cryptocurrency space when we come forward after news, sports, and traffic. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve. I'm your host, Nigel Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you've had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. 80. 
right, welcome forward. So why do you care about the Bitcoin white paper? So if you're in the cryptocurrency space, every single coin has a white paper. That white paper tells you what it's supposed to do, when it's supposed to do it, and how it's supposed to do it. And a lot of times, none of us read those papers. And so we get involved in coins that are not good for us at all. Well, the Bitcoin white paper specifically uh, has done everything that it was said that what it was going to do and it has not faltered at all and so ultimately while satoshi nakamoto's email came out on october 31st 2008 it marked the first brick in the foundation of the bitcoin's blockchain and its developers and builders and nodes miners and those of us that buy bitcoin we've all ultimately kept this idea alive and we've all done it around the fact that this white paper is doing exactly what it said it was going to do at this specific time that it says that it's going to do it and it's just really incredible when you start to break down the technology of bitcoin because we literally can look at the blockchain and see when the code is going to change or upgrade and we sit around and we have watch parties and it's like you know it would be like having a watch party and then nothing actually happens because somebody gave misinformation well that has not happened in bitcoin we have seen every single thing that satoshi nakamoto put in place come to fruition and so we're just really excited about that so bitcoin is indeed an effective form of remittance it's an effective form in my opinion again this is just my important opinion a store of value i really feel that we are taking advantage of the best act entity uh that there is to be able to um i hate to say that because i have to say i'm not a financial advisor providing any financial advice so with that being said i feel like it's the best asset to store value right now and that is because you have full unwavering control of your bitcoin and um, it's really a spark that could ignite a path towards greater online freedoms and its meaningful shift away from the centralized powers. But Bitcoin is also a long line of code that millions of people worldwide choose to follow and contribute to every day now i'm not the technical one on that so i'm not one of those people that are looking at bitcoin's code and trying to create something and do all those things i just feel like uh everything in bitcoin is not for everybody just like any industry you get in i don't care if it's driving trains well you gotta you gotta have somebody drive it but you also have to have somebody working on it and you've also got to have people sitting on it and you've got to have it's just a bunch of different things that happen and bitcoin is the exact same way everybody does not have to know how to work through the code now we need to understand a little bit of the language at some point i stated and i've stated before every 
everyone needs to learn how to do some coding because it is a new universal language around the world. Um, but as it relates to us all knowing how the Bitcoin blockchain works, etc., and just knowing the code and all of those things, I think that's a bit much if you're not a developer, if you don't choose to be a developer. I'm not a developer, so I really can honestly say I don't too much care about Bitcoin's uh, code or understanding the code. We'll leave that to the people that do that. Um, I'll just continue in the space of education. I'll continue in the space of stacking those Satoshis while they're coding and doing all the things that they need to do. So today for this 14th anniversary, I don't know if you all are going out later this evening, but you can raise a glass to Satoshi. Sure. But also take time to reflect on your own Bitcoin journey. When's your Bitcoin birthday? I have no idea where mine is because I just uh, was moving so fast so many times. I don't know how to go back and find my Bitcoin birthday. In fact, this gives me a little bit of incentive to try to go and find that actual date out when I bought my first first Bitcoin before it got lost. But that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But today is the 14th anniversary of the Bitcoin white paper. And I am proud to be uh, here with you today sharing information. So Bitcoin, let's do a quick market update so that you all can get some information on where we are in the markets. So Bitcoin right now is trading at $20,410 as I speak. And it is down in the last hour, 0.03%. It is down in the last 24 hours, 1.43%, but it is up 5.6% in the last seven days. And uh, it is expected to continue on this bull run. I just hope it trades sideways just a little bit longer. Give us the opportunity to do what we need to do. But um, Bitcoin is doing that. And then you got Ethereum that's pretty much in the same situation. It's at 15,600, uh, $1,566. It's down 0.06%, uh, in the last hour and down 1.7% last 24 hours, but in the last seven days is up 16.2%. And as we take a look at all the meme coins that our community likes to love that they have and say that they have, Dogecoin, for those of you who care, um, is up to 12 cents. It's down 1.4% since the last hour, but it's up 6.4% in the last 24 hours. And ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that needed last ditch effort, hope for Dogecoin, this might just be your lucky day. It's up 108 
4% in the last seven days. So if you've been holding Dogecoin and it was down to 4% and you were crying for the last year and a half, this could be your possibility. But I guarantee you Dogecoin is not going to a dollar. It is not mathematically possible. Possible. Or plausible if I was going to make up a word, but it's not. So if this is what you're going to do, this may be your time. Um, But I think this has a lot to do with Elon Musk buying Twitter. You know, he's going to convince you that you need to be um, getting Dogecoin instead of Bitcoin, even though he's buying Bitcoin instead of Dogecoin. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to jump into a couple of pieces of cryptocurrency news, and then we're going to do our daily dollar cost average. And when we come forward on ahead of the crypto curve, we got some great information. This is KBLA Talk 1580. New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting ready to just kind of tap on a couple of the Bitcoin news articles that are out there and there's a lot of them and we may probably pick up on some of these tomorrow because we want to make sure that we get all the information in that we need for the day. Um, You know, with this being Bitcoin white paper day, um, it's just really, really a great time. You know, this industry really gets excited around special days because Just knowing that Bitcoin has lasted this long, like a lot of people didn't feel that Bitcoin would last this long. And the fact that it is on a rally right now, not necessarily a bull rally, but it has gone above 20,000 and held there for a while. Everyone is anticipating that it is going to continue to do great things. Uh, and really give us the freedom that we need. And so I just wanted to just kind of finish the conversation with that because Bitcoin prices um, are, I don't even want to say, they concern people that don't understand what has transpired in 14 years. Like fast forward, Bitcoin's 14 years is almost like, 500 years for some other industries because of all the things that have been put in place and all the places in the world where it's being used, all the people that are saving it, all the people that have learned how to download wallets. There is no way that the amount of adoption that has happened thus far could have happened without the technology of Bitcoin, but the technology in general and the ability for this world to be so small, you know, we can reach out and talk to somebody all the way clear around the world that's in Bitcoin and get and send them Bitcoin within seconds. It's just incredible. And I just feel so just, I don't, I just want to say free. I feel free. I feel like there's hope. I feel like there's so many possibilities and I'm just grateful for uh, Bitcoin and what it has brought into my life. And I don't at all feel like I got a tug of war going on between money and Bitcoin because I see 
the vision, you know, and I, for the longest, I used to tell everybody I'm a, the chief visionary officer because I can actually see what others can't see. I can feel some of the things that others cannot feel. I can, I feel, I feel that Bitcoin is going to do some massive things for our community specifically. And so we've got to be in place to take advantage of that. So, um, that's where we are. And so I'm going to go ahead and, We'll continue the conversation about cryptocurrency in just a few as we do our daily dollar cost average. But I have something incredible to share about what we're doing at the station. So this Thursday, November the 3rd, there is, I'm going to say, an encore situation going on around the station. There has been a such a overwhelming response to the African-American perspective and the things that have been happening over the last four weeks that we are going to have the agenda for California, an African-American perspective moderated by the host of a more perfect union. And we are so excited about that. And uh, Nequarterly Quartet, is going to be doctor, excuse me, let me let me correct myself. Dr. Nee Quarterly Quarte will be hosting this Thursday's event on November the 3rd from 7 to 9, only on KBLA 1580. And the conversation will feature a all-star panel, including Secretary of State Shirley Weber, now, I just got finished talking about NGOs a minute ago and nonprofit organizations. Well, the Secretary of State has to be the one to allow us to do that. But we're also going to have the Superintendent of Public Schools uh, Instruction, um, Tony Thurman, L.A. County Supervisor Holly Mitchell, Assemblyman Isaac Bryan, and more. So don't miss the Agenda for California, the African-American Perspective, this Thursday, November 3rd, from 7 to 9 p.m. on KBLA Talk 1580. All of these episodes, ladies and gentlemen, will be available in podcasts in the video format on KBLA1580.com and on the KBLA app. When we come forward, I got to remind you of another surprise that Mr. Tavis Smiley has for us all. When we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We're not ratings driven. We're engagement driven. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward. And so that surprise that I was talking about, in case you all don't know, starting today. Uh, KBLA is going live with a couple of the different shows. So I want to make sure that you all are aware, those of you that are fans of Dominique DePrima and Tavis Smiley, Zoe, as well as Donna Michi, and uh, that's Zoe Williams. But 
they're live on their show. So you can not only listen to them, you can actually watch them live on KBLA. So make sure that you are downloading or have your friends and family download the KBLA app, but also you can go to KBLA1580.com and you can actually watch them live. You can do that on your cell phone or wherever you are. So you want to make sure that you take advantage of that. I think it's a great uh, thing that is being done and just kind of stay tuned. I'll tell you what days I'll be live so that you all can uh, reach out and see me and those I really support. Um, I really support you as you support me and I want to thank you for looking as I do my friends and family Fridays and so we're going to make sure that we stay true to that and so I'm looking forward to seeing you for real this Friday um, live from while I'm in the studio so we'll get on top of that I, I have heard you I have got the emails I got the text messages so we definitely are going to work on that and so I want to make sure that we continue with that and so we will do that I feel your pain but I also appreciate the words of encouragement and then the word to just say hey we need you to continue doing that because it's great and so we'll make sure that we're we're in the right place at the right time to make that happen so I'm working on it y'all so with that being said we are going to do our daily DCA a DCA a day keeps poverty away in my opinion and so so we are going to dollar cost average Bitcoin or Satoshi's, whatever it is, because today you might get a wild hair and decide you want to buy an entire Bitcoin for $20,000. Well, I can't afford to do that right now, even though the price is down. So I'm going to continue buying my Satoshi's. Satoshi's being the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, like a penny is the smallest increment of a dollar. And so you are going to take out your Black Wall Street wallet on your cell phone and you're going to click on the purple circle in the middle and we're going to click buy asset and we are going to click six well we're going to get bitcoin six dollars and then we're going to do one time i'm going to designate it to my kbla talk 1580 wallet and i am going to hit continue and voila ladies and gentlemen i have just purchased bitcoin satoshis at $20,414. And I'm excited about that because I actually don't remember where we were Friday, but I know that I have some Satoshi. So I'm excited about that. So ladies and gentlemen, we are making way for the DL Hughley show. As you all know, DL Hughley, in my opinion, is the truth. And I'm looking forward to that. Your action for today, ladies and gentlemen, is to save and invest instead of spending and splurging. This is Naja Roberts on Ahead of the Crypto Curve on the Unapologetic energetically progressive KBLA talk 1580 KBLA 1580 Santa Monica